the same Holy Spirit that hovered over all the darkness in Genesis 1 and turned it into light is inside of you tonight. And I mean this with all tenderness. May he take you out of your mind tonight. Some of us were talking tonight and saying that sometimes when a familiar passage is used, we can default to, oh, I know that, I know that, I know that. And none of us do. If we were, we all would be drastically different. We would be such beings of light. People would tackle us on the street for the radiance of love and light that would be coming out from us. So I'm begging you tonight as a sister. I am begging you. Please, please ask the Holy Spirit to give you the power to hear tonight. and the power to be in awe, and the power to be in wonder. From the Amplified, Ephesians 2, but God, so rich, so rich is he in his mercy, because of, And in order to satisfy the great need, the wonderful and intense love with which he loves us. Hear it again. God, so rich is he in his mercy. And because of and to satisfy the great, the wonderful, the intense love with which he loved us. And even when we were dead, slain by our own shortcomings and our trespasses, he made us alive together in fellowship and in union with Christ. He gave us the very life of Christ himself. The same new life with which he quickened him. And it is by grace. And his favor and mercy, which we don't deserve, that we are saved. We are delivered from judgment, and we are made partakers of the salvation of Christ. And he raised us up together with Christ and made us to sit down together in joint, equal seating with him the heavenly places by virtue of our being in Christ Jesus the Messiah the anointed one he did this that he might clearly demonstrate through the ages 
the immeasurable, limitless, surpassing riches of his free grace and his kindness and his goodness of his heart toward us in Christ Jesus. I has not seen, ears not heard, nor has it entered the mind of man what God will do for those who love him. But he will reveal it to them by his spirit. May you have the power to receive revelation. May you have the power to hear deeper than you've ever heard. May you have the power to be lifted into heavenly places, to understand from his perspective, not ours. May the power of the Holy Spirit rise within you, shake your foundations, and leave you humbled and speechless in awe and wonder. We're in worship tonight. And he said, take off your shoes, Susan. I'm going to invite them to holy ground tonight. So listen to the verses again in a little bit different way. God, the Most High, his very being was rich, wealthy, Kindness and forbearance and mercy upon mercy upon mercy. All that was in him was mercy, mercy. And because he had this great, wonderful, intense love inside that needed to be satisfied, he reached out to pour it on you. And even when we were, and even now as we are, still like dead men and dead women, compared to the life and the riches and the heavenly kingdom of God that's available to us on this earth, even when we were dead in our shortcomings and our blindness and our rationalities and our limits and our trespasses, he goes, oh, my love's not satisfied. My love's not satisfied yet. He said, those are my sons and daughters down there on earth. My love's not satisfied. I've, I've got to have my sons and daughters with me in some way. Not in the by and by, but now. I need them with me now. So he made us alive in fellowship and union with Christ. He took the very new life with which he had quickened Christ and put it inside you. To save you from all that is all. He raised you up into heaven.
heavenly places. To be seated there with the Father and the Son in joint seating with the Messiah. Let me say it again. The Father, full of love, looked at you and said, I can't wait to be with you when you come to heaven. I just love you too much. I need you with me in some way now. He said, and, and even if you're dull to who I am and you're dull to how great my love is and how magnificent my power is, if you're dull in sin or doubt or just dull, thinking, I know this. He said, it's okay no matter how dead and dull you are from whatever. I need you. I just, my love's not satisfied with distance. I need you. So I'm going to take that same power of resurrected life that was in my son, and I'm going to put it inside of you. And in the spirit, you are now seated with me, the Father, and the Son, you're in heavenly places with us. So when the Father looks at you, he doesn't see you in the earthly realm. When the Father looks at you, he sees you in the heavenly realm, pure and holy, a joint heir with Christ. And the Father's heart is that you will see yourself the same. That you will understand he reaches down to set you free from the earth's atmosphere so it does not affect your identity doesn't affect your stress doesn't affect your needs doesn't affect you at all because what's more real to you is oh my the father sees me The Father sees me full of the duplicate life his son had. And as we talked last month, because Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith, and because Jesus sees that which is not as though it is, when Jesus considers you from heaven, he sees you already pure and spotless. And so here is the Father. Here's the Son. And when they see you, they see your spirit already seated in heavenly places with them. Pure, holy, full of love. Doesn't see all our quirky little prejudices and judgments and irritations. Sees you pure of love. 
lift you out of the earth's atmosphere and say, live from here with us. Or as Paul said, be a citizen of heaven. Get this reality so deep in you that this is a far greater reality than anything in the world Anything you have to handle, any burden, any situation, any lack of forgiveness, any, well, I got it right. Oh. He said, I lifted you out of the earth. I have seated you in heavenly places. That's not future, it's past tense. Your spirit can be there now. You can live from that realm of peace, that realm of certainty, that realm of where shame and condemnation and security and anxiety can't touch you because if, if I am already in that divine partnership with him and he's given me all things I need for life and godliness, then I'm meeting face-to-face, if you will, with the Father and Son. Always. And the Holy Spirit, John 14, 15, and 16, is in us to reveal Jesus to us, reveal the truth, and to help close the gap of who the Father and the Son see us as now and who we are sometimes in on this earth. And the Holy Spirit is to further teach us realms of love and wisdom and even quicken life to us when we get weary. And he is there to let us be more aware of the truth as the Father and Son sees it than all the supposed truths that the earth's atmosphere is. Now, least you misunderstand, that does not mean the Father and Son are impervious to your pain in the earth. They are so aware of your pain in the earth, that's why they invite you to be seated in heavenly places so that when you are in his presence, you receive a reprieve from this earth. So that when you're in his presence, you receive a refreshment of how much he loves you and adores you. And you feel his compassions for you. And the Holy Spirit is inside of you to open you up wider and wider and wider to receive more of his truth and presence. And you may ask, how how can the Father see me seated in heavenly places, think of me, relate to me now as if I'm seated in heaven with him? And how can Jesus see me as being equally yoked with him to be his bride and to share his inheritance. How can the Father let this be? It's because the Father understands what we do not. One, he understands the life of a creature is in the blood and the blood makes atonement for the fullness of life. He understands the power of the blood in a realm that we have yet not made incarnate in us. That by the blood, I am a spirit being and I am a new spirit being. 
and the things of this earth cannot touch me because I've got a blood covenant. The Father understands the realm of the blood, and he is so lost in seeing us covered in the blood. He sees, come, stand by my throne in heavenly places. And he hears the son's prayer from John 17. It said, Father, this glory that you have put in me, I have put it inside of them that they may be one with us and one another. So that where I am, present tense, they shall be. And the Father understands the inexplicable servanthood of the Holy Spirit to leave heaven to be confined to us on assignment that we might receive the mind of Christ and the heart of Christ and the truth of the word of God that we live from above. That's what Paul was saying when he said, you may be in the world, but you're really not of it. The gospel is you live from a different place. And the more you live from that place, the more we change how we handle stuff here on earth. And it's all by grace, not of works, least any man should boast. You can't pray your way there. You can't fast your way there. You can't discipline your way there. You can't give your way there. There's no works or discipline, not even spiritual disciplines you can do that will get you there. The word of God comes by revelation of the Holy Spirit. By grace, 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 grace. And grace is predicated upon utter dependence. I'm saying, I come as a child every day. Some of you remember, sometime in the past, Jesus had a sharing about grace. And he gave this. He said, grace is when love stoops to make you who you cannot be on your own to help you do what you cannot do on your own and to day by day lead you into being more in his image in the heavenly places and here on earth Do you know that in the Father's heart, he sees you sitting there with him in Jesus? If you can imagine the Father is on his throne, if you can imagine the Son 
is at his right hand. And who is sitting beside the Son? Sitting beside the Son, Lynn Pittman. Sitting beside the Son, Buddy. Gwen, Janet. You are right now in the spirit realm, in the eyes of the Father and the Son. You're sitting there with them in heavenly places. That's not me. That's taking the word at face value. I heard a, I shouldn't say an old minister, but I heard someone much older than I recently say the gospel is simple. We've worked for centuries to make it complicated. And I agree. Dear ones, it is from this place that you become peaceful. Jesus taught me something this week. It's a little rabbit trail, but you'll be okay. Peace is the fruit of resting. You may not like this next word. Resting uncomplainingly in the sacredness of the moment. Knowing your blood covenant has gone ahead of you and all is well. Isn't that beautiful? Peace is the fruit of resting uncomplainingly in the sacredness. Like whatever moment, whatever season, there's something sacred here. Knowing it's okay. His blood covenant's gone ahead of it is from this place of pure grace that wisdom comes in, understanding, the clarity that unless we forgive, we are not forgiven. That's biblical. It says in the word, if you don't forgive, I won't forgive you. That's a little scary. In this place, you get the simplicity and the clarity of the gospel, but you also are quieted so that there's no rival inside you. And the Holy Spirit can rise up and give you strength and give you fresh ideas and surge you with a supernatural ability of love and mercy and hope. Hope when it simply looks like it's ridiculous to hope. Where do you get that? You don't get it by praying, praying, praying. Fasting, fasting. Those are wonderful disciplines. But they're disciplines. These things come by grace. The disciplines, yes, they help govern our soul. And, and cleanse our soul. But they don't get us here. This is a childlike receiving of grace. Going. There is nothing I could ever do. Could never give, serve, pray, fast, 
you name it. I could do spiritual disciplines all day long, every day of my life, and it would not put me seated in heavenly places, nor would it quiet me enough to know it has nothing to do with me. This is a gift to satisfy his love. And his love is so great. He did this, verse 7, he did this that he might clearly demonstrate throughout the ages to come the immeasurable, limitless, surpassing riches of his free grace and his kindness and his goodness of heart toward us in Christ Jesus, that there was nothing, never has been, never will be anything in his heart toward you but kindness and goodness and wanting you to be positioned to receive more of his love and more of living from heavenly places and living with that mind of Christ and in the stronghold of Christ and the authority and power of Christ and always aware, that's not me. Whoa, that was God that just worked through me. That was God that helped me know how to deal with that student, that patient. It was God working through me with my grandchild. That, that was God. And you want to know what, dear heart? Every time you think, whoa, that was God. You know what just happened? In that moment, you live directly from a heavenly place. And the earth didn't influence you. The purity of who you are before him just oozed out of you effortlessly. Does this encourage you at all? Do you hear it's a paradigm shifter? Let me just read the word to you. <laughs> Listen to the beauty of this from Ephesians 1 and the Amplified. So that we may be to the praise and the commendation of his glorious grace. NIV, I think it is, or ESV says, we are to be to the praise of his glory. That people look at us and see us living and they believe in the glory of God. We are to the praise of his glory. Just doing life with us, they What a responsibility. So that we may be to the praise of his glory and his glorious grace, which he so freely bestowed on us in the beloved, in the beloved Christ. In him we have redemption, deliverance, and salvation through his blood, 
remission, forgiveness of our offenses, shortcomings, trespasses, in accordance with the riches and the generosity of his gracious favor, which he lavished upon us in every kind of wisdom and every kind of understanding. That's the image that he's looking. And in every form of wisdom that exists within the most high God, he put it all together to say, this is what I want to be to you, and this is my gift to you. Come sit in heavenly places with me while you're still on earth. Let me show you how I can connect heaven and earth. Every kind of wisdom. Making known to us the mystery and the secret of his will, of his plan and his purpose, in accordance with his good pleasure and his merciful intention, which he has purposed and set forth. Again, but God, so rich is he in his mercy because of and in order to satisfy the great and the wonderful and the intense love with which he loves us, even when we were dead, in our shortcomings and our trespasses, he made us alive together in fellowship and union with Christ. He gave us the very life of Christ himself, the same new life that he quickened within Christ. And it is by grace. His favor and mercy, which we didn't receive, didn't deserve, it's by grace you're saved. You're delivered for judgment, but you're made partakers of Christ's salvation. Now listen to the way Christ's salvation, not how you understand it and how I understand it. We are partakers of salvation as Christ understands it. And he has raised us up together with him, made us sit down together giving us joint seating in the heavenly realms by virtue of our being in Christ Jesus, the Messiah. And he did this, that he might clearly demonstrate through the ages to come the immeasurable, limitless, surpassing riches of his free grace and his kindness and the goodness of his heart toward us in Christ Jesus. Father, I, I feel like English words have failed, but I trust your spirit has sat upon them because this is too great to speak in English. <laughs> it just really is. It's too high. It's too lofty. It's marvelous. Set us free tonight from everything that would rival grace. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Reveal 
the truth to us. Help us, comfort us, teach us to receive all that Christ purchased on his blood of the cross and to receive and let the glory of the Christ himself loose in us to live in a different realm. Let us have the power to believe that the Father and Son see us as pure and spotless and lovable and likable and, and with infinite potential to carry love and his wisdom. Empower us, Holy Spirit, to receive you and welcome you to rearrange us as you rearranged this planet in Genesis 1 and shift us any way you desire that we may receive the truth of the gospel and the truth of the word and soar higher in it and be hidden in the stronghold of grace and the knowledge that we can rest in your blood covenant to go ahead of us. Holy Spirit, I ask now, that as we step into worship, you would saturate us all. And you would give us the power to receive the gift of you with us.